The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. And I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend, now Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We're in the midst of a series titled, How to Have Unexpected Income, and it is based upon the book of the same title by the Unity Minister, the Reverend John Walcott Adams. This has been a book I've been teaching for several weeks, and I have requested that everyone who is listening along with us, whether live or via the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, that they make sure that they purchase the book so they can make sure they get all of the information. I can only overview a chapter. I can't teach all of it. But more importantly, during the week, you can work with the material and daily, every morning, every evening, as suggested, that we work with the prayer treatment for unexpected income. So it's a part of working the whole system. Don't do part of it. Do all of it. It's sort of like, you know, you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you do these three or four things to um, maintain health or get recover from some type of injury. Uh, or um, illness, and we do one of the things and we ignore the other three, and then we expect to get the same results. doesn't work like that. Part of it is understanding that it's following the whole process that gets you to the results that you desire. So my suggestion is if you are uh, following along and you are doing the prayer treatment every morning and every evening at least, if you're not reading the chapters, et cetera, yourself and working with it, contemplating, praying, and and doing the things that uh, are suggested in the book, then you don't really know if it works or not. Because, you know, the the energy, the focus, the concentration, the intent to actually make it work isn't there. So let me strongly suggest doing that. Now, I realize there might be some people listening to this that might be in some areas that, seemingly you might not be able to get the book uh you know i think those are rare occurrences and if it's a situation and circumstance where that seems to be the case amazon.com sends stuff all over the place and be unstoppable figure out some different conversations maybe you and some other people might be able to uh come together and purchase one book 
and study it together uh or you you know create like a little cell of people a group a discussion group around the material don't just limit it to what you think you have and what you can do talk to people see what you can do to figure things out because i know it's people who listen to this show and and at different continents other than north america therefore i want to be mindful that I realize this is a book that is sold by a, a North American United States of America unity minister. And I'm also saying, don't let that stop you. Part of, of being learning to be unstoppable is not stopping at, uh, as soon as you meet some resistance to what you say you desire, you have to be able to go forward and do what needs to be done. Now, also, before I get started, I want to let you know that, again, if you want to call in, you can call into the show at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. If you have questions or concerns, I want to make sure that we cover what we need to cover. also want to remind you that if you are downloading the show on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, please go on um, and you know rate the podcast. Uh, that allows more people to know about it, you know, so if you are enjoying it, make sure that you um, um, acknowledge that on the podcast that you listen to uh, as you share them with other people, share the iTunes and Stitcher podcast, especially if, you, if you're doing it through the computer, but it's ways you can do it in general. So I'm pleased asking you to do that. And also uh, my Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell, is a way to rate it. So when people check it out, they can see your reviews uh, just to let people know what you think about this concept of this um, online ministry that we're doing to help get this new thought message of Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living uh, and the greater new thought community out to the world. Uh, so. Let's get to it. Today, we're talking about um, the chapter on tithing, why tithe, and which is chapter 12, and also chapter 13, which is the gratitude attitude. So before I actually get into the tithing chapter, I want to read two quick quotes. Uh, this quote is from the, the Revealing Word by Charles Fillmore, and it's on page 195 under tithing. And it states that tithing, giving a tenth of one supply to God and his work, tithing is a tacit agreement that man is a part is in partnership with God in the conduct of his finances. This leads to confidence and assurance that whatever is done will bring increase of some kind. Then he quotes Jesus, give and it shall be given unto you in Luke 6.38. So it's a couple of things he says first. He says, uh, obviously, it's the tenth. Most people know that already. And it's a tip to God and God's work. That's important, which the author will drive home in the book. He also says it's an agreement that man or people are in partnership with God. So the it's it's not uh, my money. I'm the channel or vessel or conduit through which the abundance of God flows. Yes, I do the work. Yes, I do the study. Yes, I develop, etc. But it's God that gives the increase. Remember in the um, in the scriptures in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul wrote, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. So we have to be mindful of that. Also, it goes on to say this leads to confidence and assurance that whatever is done will bring increase of some kind. So one of the things that tithing helps to do is to build a consciousness of confidence and assurance. It's a step or process of building a prosperity consciousness because you'll know you're always in agreement. You're always in partnership with God. All right. Mr. Fillmore goes on to say tithing, which is based on a law that cannot fail. What's the law giving and receiving establishes a establishes method in giving. Now here's the thing that's, that's really key. Systematic. Anything matters. You know, this is a method in giving. All right. If the law is giving and receiving, then what is your method? Tithing is a method and we need to be mindful of that. That's why I was talking about last week. And, you know, one of the ways we we uh, expect to have, for instance, good hygiene is that we bathe or shower daily. That's a method of maintaining good hygiene. No one would expect to have good hygiene that that bathe or shower when they felt like it or every once in a while 
or um, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody would expect to have um, good oral hygiene if they only brush their teeth every three or four days or every other week or whatever. Um, didn't scrape the tongue, floss, or uh, use mouthwash. These are things that are method. So as we make them a part of our method, the bathing, the putting on deodorant and, uh, and the cologne or perfumes, our smell goods and whatever, putting on clean clothes and undergarments and things of that nature, that's a method of maintaining good hygiene. Well, uh, the the and what ends up showing is consistently that shows up. It becomes a method. It becomes your standard. So you can't just go out. In the world, nasty. Your mind won't go there. I'm using a, a, a base example, but I really want people to get it. You develop a consciousness that says when you see something that's off, you're like, no, that's not off. Or I can't be seen like that or whatever. You know, I can uh, think about many things that when I was raised, the people in my family that were always drilling home. How you have to look when you step out the house, no matter what. How you have to dress, how you have to look. In other words, it's your standard. It's your method. How do you show up? And this is saying when it comes to your money, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your supply, what is your method of working with the law of giving and receiving? And what these people, spiritual teachers and leaders through the years of discovery is that tithing is a method that helps develop this consciousness of abundance by giving systematically giving back to God, which is similar to planting the seeds for your own good. So you receive a harvest and out of that harvest, you plant the seed. Uh, And because we're not in an agricultural society anymore, what ends up happening is we don't think plant the seed. You know, we eat an apple. If it's a real organic apple, it seeds in it. So back in the day, you wouldn't have eaten the seeds or, or, uh, through the seeds away or eating a watermelon you would have just thrown those seeds away you would have eaten it and then you would have planted the seeds back into the ground back into the earth to grow more watermelon patches or more apple trees if you're eating an orange the same thing if you're eating any type of fruit or vegetable or whatever you and it had seeds in it you would put it back into the earth well this is the consciousness that understands that 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 just like that little seed gives us an abundant harvest, our tithe expands as an abundant harvest. So as I give, as, as I give ten, I get a hundred that I can take get, take ten out of to replant. Because people say, well, ten percent is yours, and ninety—I mean, ninety percent is yours, and ten percent is God. It's all God's. But you take out of the one hundred percent that God gives, you put a tenth back in to continually prime your own pump. Is putting the seed back in. And in doing that, you are actually, as Fillmore says in the Revealing Word, it brings us into the consciousness a sense of divine order that is manifesting in one's outer life and, as, and affairs as increased efficiency and greater prosperity. So as you utilize this method, you're creating divine order in the mind, you're creating a sense of efficiency, and you're, it's a method of producing greater prosperity. Matter of fact, last night, as I was thinking about this lesson, I was up rather late um, working on um, what I wanted to talk about today and in the context of this lesson. And I just started looking up wealthy people who tithe. And... You know, you know, start looking at the Colgates and the Rockefellers, people who tithe. Um, and one of the people who modern people who tithe, a couple of names, uh, one who, which I knew, well, two I knew, but one I forgot. One is the rapper and actor LL Cool J, who has been a tither plus for a couple of decades now and attributes his success and his, the longevity of his career in putting God first. Now, here's the thing. How many rappers have come and gone, made their hits, lost all their money, and now they're gone? How many athletes and actors have lived big and then 
moved on. But he's kept his consciousness in the flow of abundance and his money and finances are in divine order. Because you're not tithing and not taking care of the rest of your stuff. So if you're systematic and orderly with your tithe, more than likely you're systematic and orderly with your other money. So it gives divine order to your consciousness. So so for a person who initially came uh, out in 1985 as a rapper, his first album, to 2006 now as an actor and movie star, uh, he's allowed himself and he attributes tithing as, as one of the main reasons for his success. Yes, he's talented. Absolutely. But it's a lot of talented people who can act and rap in the world that has not seen the success that he has. The other person who I found out that tithe is is more of a controversial name, uh, but I but I actually watched the interview and or excuse me, I watched read the interview uh, a, a CNN interview is Kim Kardashian is a tither. All the money she gets from everything, she gives ten percent back. Now I knew this only because uh, I. Her cousin is an evangelical preacher. I was at a conference one day to see somebody, and this guy was speaking ahead of the person. And he was teaching on prosperity and success. And he, first of all, dealt with the elephant in the room by saying, yes, I am related to them on the TV. I'm a preacher, blah, 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 blah. And you might not know it, but uh, my cousin is a tither. She ties every 10% of everything back to the church, everything she gets. And it was a, over a thousand ministers in the room. And you could see because of the reality show stuff and how she's perceived in the media and all the other things that go along with it, obviously the nudity and all the other things that, that, that go with her, the package of her people had this conception, but here's a person who, uh, despite all of those other things that's going on in her life and, and the judgments and the appearances and whatever people think or don't think of her has been a consistent tither for over a decade. Went on CNN and told people, I tithe. So they were, you know, uh, so it makes you wonder. It just makes you wonder. So we're going to get into the book, but I wanted to just point these two examples out. Because at times when we don't when we don't view we view people and not understand well what is how they work in this blessing how things that they're touching turning into gold many times the secret formula to all of that is tithing it looks like we're about uh, twenty seconds or so from our first break so let me remind you that. Um, this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, go to www.unity.fm, click the donate button, and help support this online ministry that's sending this truth around the world. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com. 
Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're in the midst of the series, How to Have Unexpected Income, and we're talking about tithing and um, a couple of other things I want to mention on this when we start talking about uh, tithing and success. In the the book series, Chicken Soup of the Soul by Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, um, when that series was um, started, obviously it, it might be, I believe, the the highest selling book series of all time. We would talk about all the different chicken soup for this, chicken soup for that, etc. One of the things that Mark Victor Hansen mentions is that um, he convinced, he has a book on tithing, he convinced Jack Canfield to tithe off of the money that they received from writing the first book and all of the books that came behind it. Why was this important? He believed that he was making a covenant with God for the success of the book. So all of those books that were sold, 10% goes to a tie to places that they believe they're getting spiritual uh, support, resources from, et cetera, et cetera. So even when we start talking about the authors, they believe in making sure that they give back. As a ministry, Christ Universal Temple and uh, Universal Foundation for Better Living tithe as organizations. One of the things that Reverend Coleman uh, instituted and, you know, the current senior minister, Reverend Derek B. Wells, and uh, the UFBL uh, president, uh, Reverend Sheila McKeithen, and before her, Reverend Mary Tumpkin, all uh, follow Johnny's, we could just call it a Johnny, Johnny's standard of that the universe uh, um, says give if you want to receive. So Johnny made sure, and we continue to make sure, that our organizations tithe back to people in places that we, organizations rather, that are doing the spiritual work etc. So tithing into our organization personally, not meaning CUT, but tithing into UFBL and tithing into other organizations that we're affiliated with and UFBL doing the same because we believe that in circulation. So, you know, and I'm, I'm saying this publicly because sometimes people don't realize that maybe the, you know, it, that maybe the reason why the organization isn't working the way it needs to work because there's no outflow. It's only inflow. So yeah, the bills are being paid. Uh, um, the things that are needed to make the business work are being, um, paid for, but there's no give. I'm always asking people when they present things to me, where's your givenness? Because without understanding that concept, there's no circulation. It's important that the circulation is happening systematically. And this is why the tithe is important because the tithe goes back to the place where you receive your spiritual food. You know, so to the book now. On page 87, 
uh, the last sentence he was talking about a guy who was having some issues and he started tithing a few years ago and he makes the statement. He said that tithing seems to have a rubberizing effect and, some, and that it somehow causes money to stretch. One of the main things about being systematic in your giving is it creates the consciousness where the 90 percent does more than the old 10 percent did, 100 uh, percent did. Matter of fact, even the financial guru Dave Ramsey teaches tithing. If a person takes his financial peace university course and you know, it's, it's a blend of his financial information and knowledge mixed, mixed with some evangelical Christian, Christian biblical principles. Uh, the last course is on tithing. So he teaches you how to balance your bank, uh, 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 your bank statements, you know, your checkbook, et cetera, how to have a zero base balance, how to snowball out of debt, how to invest, how to save, how to, you know, uh, pay your mortgage off and, you know, get out of debt and all of this stuff, all of the things that you will learn normally. How do you deal with the emotions of money? How do you deal with uh, your family and money, your spouse and money, things of that nature, all of that. But before you get out of that course, the thing he wants to drive home is when you tithe, you prosper. When you tithe, you prosper. You know, it reminds me of Reverend Wells years ago. He did a lesson and he said, uh, he said, you prayed and you cried. You prayed and you cried. That's that's a song. That's a verse of a song. He said, but did you tithe? In other words, am I working the law for myself? Am I working the law of giving and receiving for my self all right back to the book page 88 on my book in my book giving a tenth of your whole income to god's good work helps to bring financial increase and protect you from negative experience experiences so many new thought authors teachers and ministers all teach that somehow tithing creates a consciousness that repels many of the things that tend to come up in life that will suck dry your financial resources. Now, it's not the action, it's the consciousness that's built through the action. I just want to make sure that because life is consciousness. That's what Emmett Fox uh, wrote in his little pamphlet. If you don't have it, it's worth its weight in gold. Life is consciousness and a mental equivalent. Life is consciousness. Therefore, if when the consciousness changes, that means that my experience changes. So if my if consciousness is producing the form, that's one of the basic premises of new thought. Consciousness produces form Then my consciousness of assurance, faith and prosperity become almost, for lack of terms, a shield. Uh uh, around me, Joe Goldsmith says that you can rise high enough in consciousness to be above 80, 85 to 90 percent of things that are happening in the human experience. That doesn't mean that you still won't have your soul growth stuff you got to work through. Uh, but many of the things that happen to many people, it seems to not touch you as the 91st song uh, states. A thousand can fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. That's based upon the consciousness of the first verse. Those who dwell in the secret place of the most high shall dwell under the shadow of the almighty. How do you develop that consciousness? Well, through your prayer, through your meditation, through your study, through your contemplation, through your practice and through your giving. It develops a consciousness of assurance because people don't give when they don't think they have anything to give. People are not going to systematically give when they think they don't have anything to give. And this is why it is said, take it from the top. And as I stated, I believe last week, uh, one of my teachers and spiritual mothers, uh, Reverend Evelyn Boyd, used to tell us in class, if you can put God first in your money, you can put God first in anything. Just a thought. All right. He goes on to say the author is uh, on page uh, 89. And again, I, I can't cover all of this material. And this is why you get to the book and read yourself, because what I'm pointing out might not be what you need to focus on. That's why you need the material. Top of page 89, he states, tithing helps to open your mind to rich ideas. So one of the things that it does is when you are priming your own pump, when you're planting your own seeds, you're opening, your, opening yourself up to the rich ideas of God. 
You know, as Reverend Ike used to say, God revealed a money making idea to me. That's just a beautiful prayer. God revealed, now he said, God in me reveal a money making idea to me. God in me. There's a presence and power within me that's beyond my human personality. God in me reveal a money making idea to me. And be, when your mind is focused on lack and limitation, it's hard. You, 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 the mind becomes rigid and closed because it's focusing on what it doesn't have. So when you are trusting and having faith and assurance in God through systematic giving, you're also saying, I'm systematically receiving. One of the things that Reverend Coleman taught us is that God answers I, prayers with ideas. And what she would say by that is that the idea of God, the idea of substance for prosperity, the idea of life for health, the idea of wisdom for good choices and decision making, the idea of love for attracting our good and creating harmony in our lives, etc., that the idea of God comes fully clothed. She would always say that God's ideas come fully clothed, which means that everything that is needed for the expression or manifestation of that idea is in the idea. So the idea will draw the right people, the right resources, the right circumstances, the right timing, whatever is needed when we're open and receptive to the idea. Tithing opens you your mind to the idea. The author goes on to say that the tithe is the whole t- in ten, not some. And I would add it's the whole you know, people ask what well, gross or net, whatever. It's we're missing the point. the The point is a ten of all you receive. So it didn't say a ten of all you receive after the government takes theirs, or your four hundred one k comes out, or child support comes out, or um, you know whatever. So just be mindful of that. All right. Uh, he says it this way on page 89. If you want the universe to give full measure, you must give in the same way. Page 90. A tithe is not a gift, nor is it charity. Neither is it a reward or payment for service. Do not use your tithe to pay bills or to help relatives and friends. This is key. And uh Sometimes people think that, okay, the tithe is I'm helping my brother-in-law. No, that's not a tithe. Uh, That's a gift. Or that's seeding into someone else's life. Or that's a loan. But it's not a tithe. All right? All right. Uh, All right. Where should I, okay, where should I, you give your tithe, page 91. And I'm skipping over things because I have another chapter to teach. Uh, give your tithe to a church or spiritual organization, minister, or other person who is directly involved in God's work. I'm going to say that again. Give your tithe to a church, spiritual organization, minister, or other person who is directly involved in God's work. Uh, it is best and I would say it should be, that's my personal opinion, it should be given to where you are receiving your spiritual food. I'm just a big believer in that. Why am I sending church, my tithe to the ABC church? I might be a member and I never go because my grandmama went there and I was baptized there as a kid when I'm getting my spiritual nourishment from XYZ church and XYZ minister and XYZ spiritual organization. It makes no sense to me at all. Um, I know people who go to churches and support churches for whatever various reasons, but it's not where they receive their spiritual food. They're connected to it through family or, or in other words, relational um, circumstances. But the idea is that as you receive, you freely give. Now, here's the other thing uh, on that you are receiving a blessing in the, in the sense of support, teaching, instruction, prayer, and other things that you may or may not even take advantage of. And as you receive the blessing, then you're being a blessing to the minister or organization that is supporting you. So it's um, so God is using both to make sure they're fed. This is one of the reasons why um, 
in the Old Testament, tithes is more like a tax than it really was a free will giving. I totally admit that. But the issue came into play is it allowed the 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 clergy, the priest and the Levites to focus solely on the spiritual nourishment and pastoral needs of the people. Whether we agree with how it was done or not is 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 irrelevant to my example. The point of it is they could focus on the spiritual needs and take care of that because they weren't trying to uh, you know, work 16 hours and then take care of the spiritual needs of the people. One of the things that any society needs is people who focus on the particular need of that society. Doctors focus and people in the medical profession shouldn't be, uh, you know, cooking uh, chicken in, in, in a fast food restaurant all day and then try to come take care of people's needs. Their Their study, their time, their development, their work is on a particular need for the society. Well, because man is a threefold being in other words everyone every man woman and child is spirit soul body that who's taking care of and helping remind people and helping people cultivate the spiritual needs so the 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 ministers the teachers the rabbis the priests the iman the gurus the practitioners or whatever are here to help that process so in so as I'm, I'm part of that, so I, you know I'm not speaking as somebody that's purely objective in this. I, I, I have a stake in this conversation, not, but I can do other things. But this is my give, my call, my purpose. So as I give, for instance, through the ministry of Call Christ Universal Temple, through the people's loving support, they help support the people who work here, our ministers, our staff, our, the things that we need to do to help support and spread this message, help support them, and help spread this message so more people can be transformed and touched. Without me having to worry, and Reverend Wells have to worry about uh you know, cleaning up the whole Dan Ryan Expressway before we try to go pray with people or counsel people or teach classes or preach or or, or lead, instruct, and, and guide. It's understanding the purpose of why something is done. So that's just the other end of, of it that's normally not talked about in tithing. I'm not saying that should be your concern or not, but I'm giving trying to give a whole picture of this. It's understanding what's needed for the society. Right now, we can have technology, we can have uh, a whole bunch of money, resources, and information, the internet, and all this other stuff, but that doesn't mean that the spiritual needs are being met. And I'm not a, a believer that people who give to the highest of society, whether that's the clergy, whether that's the nurse that took care of your grandmother, whether that's the teachers in our schools today, uh, should be the people who struggle, and these are the people that make society go forward. It makes no sense that we'll pay basketball and football players and actors tens of millions of dollars, which I'm not denying. Get your money, all of you all. But then say that people who do spiritual work should not be supported in the same way. And they're giving so much more because nobody's looking for Shaquille O'Neal when somebody's grandmother passes or when their son or daughter is in the hospital or when their child or, or their spouse is in hospice. It's just a different conversation. So that's me on my soapbox. Uh, we're, it's time for the last break. So let me uh, say we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life 
It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right. So page 97, does tithing really work? It states that in the book, yes, it has always worked for those who practice it faithfully in the right attitude. To be most effective, tithing should be practiced voluntarily through un- through understanding of the law and giving of the law of giving and receiving and in faith and joy. Scripture says uh, when the Apostle Paul wrote that God loves a cheerful giver. So what this means simply is this. The attitude in which you do anything matters. So if you're giving out of a sense of dread, fear, frustration, and anxiety, then nothing consistent with God's good and abundance can come to you. So it's really important that you work on your mind and and and, and take the the faith step in doing it. Um, it. Different authors are different, you know. You know, you know. Joseph Murphy was one of the people who said you work towards. Some people, the this author Catherine Ponder, Reverend Coleman, several others were like, no, go all the way to the ten. There were some who say, well, if you can't start with 10, start and consistently do three, then consistently do five, then consistently do seven, then consistently do 10. The issue comes into play is getting there. Now, if you know, you know, you want the quicker way to do it, you jump all in. You want to learn how to swim, you jump in the pool. I get that. Some people have to put their toe in the water. They put their up to their ankles. They put one leg in, they stand, they don't put their head under the water. It's a process. I get that. So what I want you to do is create the intention. Stop playing with your mind and say, okay, this is what I want and this is how. And then engage the thought of playing all out. Okay, if I want the life that I say that I desire, am I willing to at least try it on? Try it. Try it. You say, well, you know, but I'll never get that money back. Well, here's the thing. If you try it and you don't ever get your money back, even if you don't do any of the spiritual stuff. Here's one of the things that I do know from a real uh, material level. The money you tithe, if you didn't, the government is going to take on the back end anyway. So, or the front end, actually. So the tithe is also, in the United States of America at least, and in many other countries, tax deductible which means that either the government will take your money and send it to be used potentially wastefully or to support things that you may or may not want or you can give directly and intentionally to that which you support that it gives you spiritual support and nourishment that's the difference so even if you take all the spiritual stuff out you still end up in the money's going to leave you the issue is, do you want it to circulate or do you want it just to be gone? All right. So now getting to the next chapter, the atti- gratitude attitude, which we're going to deal with for the next 10 minutes. All right. He states, if you're looking for a way to open the coffers of universal riches, gratitude is one of the most effective. It is through the grateful heart that God pours his riches. So. Having a, 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 a mind of of gratefulness and thanksgiving opens you up to more blessings. A grateful heart. Now, heart metaphysically means the subconscious mind, feeling nature. That means that the the beliefs and feelings in the subconscious mind, 
In other words, not conscious thought. It's the automatic way we think, see, perceive life is grateful. That opens up the mind for more blessings. All right. It goes on page next page. It says it pays to have the gratitude attitude far more than a complaining one. The way to create the gratitude attitude is to be genuinely grateful for everything at the beginning of each day. Every morning you awaken to a brand new day, give thanks to God for this new golden opportunity to live, do, and be. Be grateful for all your blessings, especially your loved ones. Give thanks for everything. Now, you might say, well, I don't have a lot of stuff to give thanks for. Thank you, God, for my breath. Thank you, God, for whatever body parts that you work. You can just go through the body, even if you have some things going on in your body. Thank God for the parts that work. Thank God for the parts that are challenging because as you and, and praise and give thanks. Thank you, God, for this, my arm. If the arm is hurt, thank you, God, for my arm. Thank you, God, for its f- functionality. Thank you, God, for its strength. Thank you, God, for its vitality. Well, it's not showing up, but this is what Scripture means when it says calling those things that be not as though they were gratitude attitude faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen hebrews 11 1 all right back to the books it says on page uh 103 a helpful practice is to make a list of at least 10 things you have to be thankful for i'm a big believer that every evening you should go to bed and write down a leap before you go to bed, write down something you're grateful for. Uh, write down your blessings, your successes, your strengths, etc. Um, I use the, uh, mastermind journal that is produced by Renaissance Unity. And, you know, every day you write down your blessings, successes, and strengths, and you write down what you're grateful for for that day. It's a good practice to have. And I teach that even in my classes and, uh, my, uh, when I teach my mastermind for success class, I make getting that journal a requirement for the class because it helps develop an attitude of gratitude. All right. All right. So make your own grateful list. Uh, page 104. It states that another effective way to increase your good is to praise and appreciate. Uh, first of all, yourself. And other people, not in a phony way, uh, you know, because people people see that coming a mile away. But intentional with feeling and meaning, you know, you see something that's worthy of blessing, acknowledge it. <laughs> you know, you see some guy that's at your job always cleaning up and making or some woman is always making sure that the way you work is nice and tidy. Thank you for doing such a great job of keeping this place so clean. What are you doing? You are acknowledging the presence and power of God in that person. And you're calling forth the highest because anything you praise, you raise. That blessing, that kind word, that card you give to someone might be a way to bless someone in ways you might not think of. Matter of fact, I'm just going to give you this challenge today. Go out and to, to a store by really nice thinking of you or Thank, thank, uh, thank you cards and give it to three people. Just, you can, you know, make sure the card has what you want to say and give it to three people. Three cards within the week. Whenever you, whether you hear this today live or you listen to this podcast two years from now, three cards, greeting cards and give them to people. Um, uh, and it could be any three people you choose, but I would say even if you have some, you know, some, you know, just just do it. I would say if you really want to push it, give it to somebody that you you have some issues with. But I won't make that a requirement. Allow spirit to guide you, because that's always the best thing. But take the challenge because it develops an attitude of gratitude to be able to just buy somebody a card and say thank you. All right. It goes on to say uh, that we should speak with praise and appreciation. Uh, but last paragraph on that page, 
says, try standing before a large member and mirror and talking to yourself, praising what a wonderful person you are, emphasizing that you are created in the image and likeness of God, love, and therefore worth loving. In other words, you're just looking at yourself and praising yourself. I behold the Christ in you. I see God's wholeness in you. I see God's love, peace, and joy in you. Because many times when we walk past a mirror, we're like, oh, Lord, look at these pounds. Oh, uh, you know, uh, too short, too tall, too skinny, too fat, too something. Look at this pimple. Oh, my hair is not the way I want. I need a haircut. I need my hair done. I need this. I need that. All these old clothes or whatever. We always have all these images and we just don't appreciate this magnificent temple that we that we call the body. So bless it and praise it. Even if it's not exactly the way you want it right now. Page 105. Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity School of Christianity, taught praise is the quality of mind that eulogizes the good, one of the avenues through which spirituality expresses. So let's just stop there. Praise is the quality of mind that eulogizes, lifts up the good. And one of the avenues to which spirituality expresses. So as I praise, I'm expressing more of my spiritual nature. I'm invoking, I'm activating this awareness in my life. Then he goes on to say, Thanksgiving will keep the heart fresh for true Thanksgiving may be likened to rain falling upon ready soil, refreshing it and increasing its productiveness. So as we praise, we're actually keeping our mind our conscious and subconscious mind fresh and free to continue to continue to grow and expand in, in our awareness of God's goodness it goes on to say there's a kind of mysticism about gratitude of being genuinely thankful and letting it be expressed in words for one thing it frees the mind and eliminates the old critical small thoughts and feelings when that happens there is a free channel your own thinking and feeling through which god's vast good joyfully and abundantly flows it is like unplugging a stopped up drain or unkinking a hose so as you praise you are opening up and creating more avenues for good to express in your life you're sending good out you're sending good in. As Catherine Ponder wrote, what you, what you, um, uh, how was the word she used? What you basically express, you get back. But she used a different term, but now I don't remember what it is. So we're going to move on. Uh, what you radiate, you attract. That's that was how she said it. Anyway, so as I wrap this up, I just want to cover one other main thing which is on page 108 in my book. He says, it is wise to give thanks before receiving. It creates the consciousness of expectancy. This is key. Uh, even in the Old Testament, sometimes they would give offerings to the priest at the temple before they wanted to get something done. All right. That creates the expectancy. All right. You're sending an invitation for it to appear. Then he says, it is also wise to give thanks after receiving to complete the circle, which arranges for more happy financial surprises and other rich good to come to you. So as you receive, sometimes it's good just to give a, a blessing, financial gift. for thank you, God, for for what I've received. So it's before giving thanks to God before and giving thanks to God after to keep yourself in the consciousness of universal flow. So with that, we're going to have to wrap it up, and I won't have a show next week uh, because I'm taking a few days off, so I'll be back with you in a couple of weeks with Truth Transforms. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple.
experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Haven't we all stood on the bank of a quiet pond and tossed a stone into the water? Haven't we seen the ripples move outward from the place where the stone entered the water? until the whole surface of the pond danced with the movement of energy. Before long, we could no longer clearly see the point where the stone entered the water. My inner environment of thoughts and feelings behaves much like a pond. When I introduce a thought of peace into my mind and heart, that single thought creates a ripple effect that really does change the world. From its beginning point within me, peace ripples out to fill my inner world and continues to move out into the world around me. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul. The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives. 
their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 